Nashville Levi. Mm-hmm. What big what big event is going on in the sports world right now? Right now, we got the Le Mans race. Wrong. Oh, is it a week later? Am I supposed to know sport a week later? Hockey's going on. Basketball's going on. Basketball might still be going on. Might still be going and on. At the time of recording, ba- basketball is still going. Yeah, on. we have a lot of sports going on right now. I realize. So we're going to Denver. Okay. And uh, go Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make the, I'll make that endorsement right now. I don't know how it's going, but I don't care. I like both teams. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Butler goes out there and plays, and I do like Jamal Murray, and I like Nikola Jokic because it's just a chunky chunky white man yeah out there going playing white man basketball oh all right we're in denver nothing flashy nope just doing it fast not athletic just large and there and there there's nothing you can do about a a man who's large and there (laughs) and you can't teach that (laughs) that's fundamentals be large and be there (laughs) Oh god. All right. Yeah, so we're going to Denver. Okay. And uh we're going to go visit a uh go visit a little park. Cheeseman okay. Park. Cheeseman. Cheeseman Park. Love me some cheese. It's an 80 acre park in uh in I think it was I think it's like a mile, 2 miles out of like downtown Denver. Okay. So it's pretty close. Um I know what you're thinking. Why are we going to this park? I was thinking what percentage of this park is made of cheese? Zero. Oof. Okay. But a good percentage of it is made up of ghosts. Oh, okay. okay. I'm the, those aren't as filling, but okay. And why is that? <laughs> yeah, please. Because in 1858, uh, what's his name? General William Larimer mm-hmm. set aside 320 acres. For a cemetery. Oh. A, uh, it is, which is now the site of present day Cheeseman and Congress parks. Okay. It was, uh, originally called Mount Prospect Cemetery. Wait, I skipped a part. Sorry. In 1858, William Larimer jumped the claim of the St. Charles town company and established his own town, which he called Denver. This is the guy that founded Denver. Okay. Okay. Um, Technically, though, the the land belonged to the Arapo Native American tribe, yeah. not not St. Charles Town Company. Yeah, but that's whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we did. <laughs> um, so he had a, he had a big plan for this cemetery. Okay. Outermost edge, criminals, paupers. Okay. Middle area, you know, you're you're just run of the mill folks. The center, that was, that was wealthy folks. Of course, obviously. Yeah, it was in the center of it was like up on like the crest of a hill. Yeah. So you were buried below the people you were below in the the class structure or whatever. Yeah. Um, and now, so we've got records of the first two people buried. Do you want the cool story one mm-hmm. or the one that was buried first? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's, I guess we'll start at the beginning. Uh, Abraham K. Okay. Who died of a lung infection. Oh. 
It happens. Yep. March 20th, 1859. Got it. Got it. We got modern medicine now. Yep. Four years after they open it, first body. Pretty good numbers. You'd think that if you were opening a cemetery, it's because you had a need for it. Yeah, that's one of those things that I never quite kind of understood. It's like, do you just start burying people and then that area becomes a cemetery? But this sounds like it was specifically... It was set aside set to be aside a cemetery, a cemetery yeah. which is an odd thing. Well, I guess if he was just laying claim to the land, then yeah. it was like, we're going to have to bury people. Hey, guys, nobody... Put this, your tents up yeah, here. This, this is, is where we're going to put them. Yeah, this is yeah. where we're going to put them. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess when we build towns in Minecraft, we don't build a cemetery because you just come back to life. Yeah, you just come back to life. But if we did do your dead, you're dead or something, we would We'd need to build, build a cemetery. cemetery yeah. yeah. We don't play Minecraft. No. We're not nerds. <laughs> no, we don't play Minecraft. Definitely not. <laughs> that server is definitely not on at Casey's house. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta log back into that server. I played so long. Um, so a month later, sorry, mm-hmm. not even a month later, like three weeks later, we got a much cooler story, which is the one that people actually tell. Okay. So, uh oh, this giant Six Flags ad is. It's really. Interrupting my flow here. Um, <laughs> so the second second man buried was a uh, Hungarian immigrant named John Stoffel. Okay. He had arrived in Denver to settle a dispute with his brother-in-law, who he shot and killed April 7th, 1859. Oh. Uh, both men were gold prospectors, and the feud was apparently over some gold dust that the brother-in-law had taken. Dispute settled. Yep. Uh, and because this was a uh, new area, new city, yeah, the nearest official court was in Kansas. Oh. So they held a people's court. Two days later, they hung that man for murder. Yeah. And they, uh, specifically from a cottonwood tree. Okay. Apparently, at the time, only 150 buildings existed in what is Denver. Over a thousand people showed up. Oh, wow. To watch this hanging. They're like, oh, hang on. What's happening? Medieval stuff. Oh, hang on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that was the second man. Buried. Okay. Uh, he was buried in the same grave as the brother-in-law that he shot and killed. You got so much space, though. 328. What are we doing? You don't need to economize this. Because it was where the criminals and the vagrants went. One of them wasn't that, though. Hmm. Died like one. Um, I guess I guess he stole his gold dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess he stole his gold dust. <laughs> so, uh, at, as one does, when... This guy was planning it out. He was thinking they'd have a lot more wealthy people yeah. show up and die. But wealthy people normally mm-hmm. live a bit longer than people they, they do. who are vagrants. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the cemetery started to fill up with vagrants. And then the cemetery started getting nicknames. Oh. Boot Hill. Old Boneyard. And then... 
my favorite one yard. jack o'neill's ranch okay so this was uh this was gained after a uh professional gambler jack o'neill was gunned down outside a saloon in 1860 oh. uh o'neill uh was apparently arguing with a uh man named rooker and uh o'neill suggested that they settle the argument with a bowie knife fight in the back room oh hell yeah when rooker refused o'neill questioned his heritage in that of several of his family members several days later as o'neill walked by the saloon rooker shot and killed him through the door fuck you man fuck you <laughs> you even irish son, you son of a bitch <laughs> Show you, I'll show you. God damn it! Uh, so yeah, so then it was nicknamed Jack Jack O'Neill's Ranch. Okay, most most famous person there. Um, now of course William Larimer not happy about this. No, no, his uh his dream cemetery is quickly turned to shambles. It seems. Yeah. So then, actually, wealthy people started dying, and instead of being buried in the cemetery, they were buried elsewhere. Because yeah. their families didn't want them associated with the vagrants. Yeah. Uh, so the graveyard became the graveyard for the poor, criminal, and disease. Yeah. Uh, when Larimer left Denver, uh, the cemetery was claimed by a cabinet maker named John Wally, who also happened to be an aspiring what? A. Businessman. B. Gambler. Three prospector, four undertaker. Oh no! Just tell me it's an undertaker. Yeah, of course. It's a graveyard. Of course what it is. Doing? Of course it is. Um, I was really hoping it wasn't, but yeah. when he took over, uh, it was. I've the, never aspired. Yeah, what a weird. Or thing known to anyone to. to. If I knew anyone that did, I wouldn't be friends with them. Because you've never seen an Undertaker depicted as just a guy. No, he's always seven feet tall and pile driving people. God damn it. He drives that cool motorcycle. Yeah. I'm making so many more wrestling American badass. TikTok page. It's because I keep sending you guys the ones from that one podcast. I watched like a three minute video on. Oh, no, you can't watch on, those. on Jeff Hardy in The Undertaker this morning at like 3 a.m. I couldn't sleep. I was just on TikTok watching just this super long video. And God, I, those videos ruin it. They ruin your for you page. Yeah, they sure do. It's fine. I like I, I keep telling myself that I'm going to go back and start like watching wrestling. But I no. Know. Uh, so when Wally took over in 1866, it was stated that 626 people were buried. Now, Wally, aspiring undertaker. Yeah. Apparently did a terrible job of upkeeping the, the oh. cemetery. Uh, headstones were toppled, graves vandalized. Cattle were allowed to just graze. Oh, no. Um, and apparently, as people were moving out west, apparently people just started living in the cemetery. Okay. Um, well, in 1872... The U.S. government deemed it a uh, federal property since in 1860 it had been deeded to the government in a treaty with the Arapaho tribe. 
the government offered the land to the city of Denver, and it was purchased for $200. Huh. The cemetery's name was changed to the Denver City Cemetery a year later. And then we get in a, a weird thing that I don't know if real cemeteries still do. Um, they started separating it into reg- religious, organizational, and ethnic groups. I don't know. Uh, such as the Odd Fellows, the Society of Masons, Roman Catholics, Jewish, the Grand Army of the Republic. That's from Star Wars. And a Chinese section. Okay. Yep. Well, some of those feel a little more... A little more... Uh, Grandiose? Yeah. <laughs> well, Some of those are like... Oh, you're an Odd Fellow? It, you're a Mason? Yeah. We're, we're, you're a Roman Catholic? Uh, uh, Chinese, Chinese, <laughs> Jewish. Yeah, it's just like mm, some of these are. Yeah, the Chinese and the Jewish sections were near the old yeah. vagrant section. Yeah. Um, and of course, some of these sections were kept up well, and some were not. In 1875, 20 acres at the north part of the cemetery were sold to the Hebrew Burial Society, who then upkept it. Okay. Um, and in 1881, a hospital was erected on the cemetery for people suffering from smallpox. Oh. But the hospital very quickly received the nickname the Pest House because it's where smallpox victims were quarantined. Yeah. And most people who were left at the Pest House. Died at the pest house. Yeah, died of smallpox there. <laughs> Conveniently, they're already at a cemetery, I guess. Yep. And also, they weren't given their own graves. No, of course not. Just big old mass graves back yeah. behind that building. Um. So, yeah. So, we hit to the last, like, late 1880s. And Colorado Senator uh, Teller B. Persuaded the U.S. Congress, to turn it into a park. Oh. And he, this was approved, and uh, the area was nicknamed Congress Park. Families were then given 90 days to go get those bodies and get them out of there. Yeah, moved, moved all those bodies, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, a lot of the bodies moved. Not all. Nope, not all. Never all. Um, because, again, most of them were vagrants. You weren't going to get in touch with their family. If you did, their family wasn't coming out to Denver to move their body. So that's when uh, E.P. McGovern comes in. Okay. Actually, we had a long straightaway. I saw a bunch of headlights. Oh, is it starting to rain or something? Maybe. Um, I guess it's also six hours ahead, so it's probably getting close to yeah, it's getting sundown. Dark. Uh, E.P. McGovern E.P. McGovern was the undertaker and in 1893 signed a contract with the city of Denver to provide a fresh box for each body and transfer it to the Riverside Cemetery and he'd receive a dollar and 90 cents for each one that he completed okay so in March 4th 1893 an uh, audience gathered and for the first few days EP dug them up, put them in a new box, sent them along, cash those checks. Yeah. 
But then E.P. McGovern, as one does, realized he could con the system. Absolutely. Because the money was coming per box. Yep. So what did he do? More boxes. Child-sized caskets. Oh. Cut the bodies up. It's yeah, it's more boxes. Use more boxes. Uses more boxes, yep. Uh some sometimes as many as three caskets for each body. In his haste, body parts and bones just kind of thrown around. Yikes. And then souvenir hunters come along. Oh no. Because he's moving six hundred bodies. Yeah. And chopping a bunch of them up. Can't keep an eye on all those bones. Sure can't. Um, well, then the newspaper got a hold of what he was doing four or five days later. <laughs> and they proclaimed on the headline of the March 19th edition, the work of ghouls. <laughs> oh, no. And they just ghouls. Des- they just described... Uh, what he was doing, and then they had a, uh, a verbatim uh, description. The line of desecrated graves at the southern boundary of the cemetery sickened and horrified everybody by appearance was presented. Around their edges were piled broken coffins, rent and tattered shrouds, and fragments of clothing that had been torn from the dead bodies. All were trampled into the ground by the footsteps of the grave diggers like rejected junk. Jeez. So then the health commissioner gets involved. Yeah. Which apparently was a thing in the 1800s. Sure. Wouldn't have guessed. So he started poking around and Mayor Rogers did come in and go, hey, EP. Uh-huh. Skedaddle. Can't be doing this. Yeah. Um. So then they came in and they built a temporary wooden fence around the cemetery. That'll keep them out. Yeah. Wood? Keeps everything Wood. out. I was just thinking, did they start a new contract to get the rest of those bodies out? Mm-mm. Not at all. Sure didn't. The graves that were open, they just refilled. Yeah. And uh, let's see. So that was in 1893. Two years later, grading and leveling began for the park. And uh, 100% of the graves had not been filled until 1902. Oh, wow. So they just sat open for... Nine years. <laughs> Seems incredibly dangerous. Yep. And disgusting. Uh-huh. Uh, the park was completed in 1907 without moving any more bodies. Yeah. Of course not. Why would they? It's fine. Just pick up the, pick up all those rocks. Yeah. Two years later, Gladys Cheeseman Evans and her mother, Miss Walter S. Cheeseman, donated a pavilion in memory of... A Denver pioneer, Walter Cheeseman, and they changed the name of the park to the Cheeseman Park. All right. Uh, in 1923, the bodies from the Hebrew burial ground were removed to other sites, and the cemetery returned to the city, where the site currently reserves as uh, Congress Park. So the the Jewish people came in, got their bodies, and they went, "All right, let's make that part of park too." Yeah. Um. The section uses the Chinese cemetery is uh, now a city and shrub nursery. Okay. That's it. Don't know if the bodies were ever. Moved. Yeah. No, yeah. 
1950, the Catholic Church moved the remains of any left in their section to the Mount Cavalry Cemetery and sold the land back to the city, which is now a botanical garden. Oh. There's an estimated 2,000 bodies underneath there still. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was like. There's um, there's still a bunch of bodies for sure. Yep. Um, so that's kind of just the big, that's, that's the overview. Okay. And now we'll get into some of the ghouls and the ghasts. Yeah. Because as you can imagine, as soon as they started moving those bodies. Yeah, big spookums happening. Yep. Uh. One of the first reports of ghoulish activity came from Jim Astor, who was a grave digger. Okay. Uh, who had been known to loot the bodies as he was, uh, or looting the graves as he was moving the bodies. Yeah. Uh, apparently was digging a grave one night in early March. I don't have a specific date. When he felt a ghost wrap its hands around his throat oh. and begin to shake him. So he ran away from the ga- graveyard and never returned to Denver. All right. Yep. Uh, this, this ghost tried to choke me, so I ran away and never went back. No kink shaming here, Jim Astor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people living in residences surrounding the graveyard began to report sad and confused-looking spirits knocking at their doors and windows. Oh, no. As well as the sounds of moans and crying from the still-yet-open graves. Uh, today, these restless spirits are still said to occupy the park as dozens of tales continue to be told. Uh, most tales beginning uh, a feeling of unexplainable sadness. Hey, let me tell you, it's pretty easily explained. They're still underneath there. Yeah, there's a bunch of people trying you got, to... You guys are having a fucking picnic. Yeah. On his bones. Playing playing fetch with your dog. <laughs> um, uh, people complaining about... Uh, Whispering voices and moans continue to come out of the fields. Uh, children can be seen playing in the park at night. Ooh. Until a uh, tall, thin woman sings to herself as she walks through, and then the children and her all disappear. Ooh, I don't like that at all. Yep, me neither. No, that's scary. Oh, that's a warm phone. Sure is. <laughs> oh, buddy. Remember when all those, you know when those Samsung phones started exploding? Yeah. I'm coming next, baby. Somebody get that phone on an airplane stat. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, so uh, whispering voices, moans. Uh, the children out there, you can, apparently on some moonlit nights, you can still see outlines of old graves and headstones. Ooh. Which is a cool thing I've never heard of in ghost stories is you can see the the graves and shit. So do you do you know like have you seen the headstones that people have like uh that that glow in the, at night? Have you no. seen those? There's some of those in like uh, in Jefferson and a couple of those cemeteries. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's just like it glows at night. It's just so much to get glowing crosses in a cemetery. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I never liked it as a kid. But I would see them all the time. I've, I've never seen that. I hate those. I think there's some at the... There's a cemetery in Gainesville, too, that I think has some. 
That's weird. But, uh, but also, I'm I'm never like a passenger at night. I'm always driving, so yeah. I don't like cemeteries. No, I don't, I, the idea of cemeteries. The fact that we've ever I don't like the like, idea of cemeteries. Yeah. I have no problem being in a cemetery. I don't like being in a cemetery, but it's also just because I don't like the idea of a cemetery. Yeah, and I've told any partner I've ever had, as well as my parents and my siblings, do not bury me. Yeah, I I burn me up, throw me into the ocean. Yeah, I I don't want you guys walking around on my bones. It it's a weird to me that we just keep our family's bones. Yeah, in but just a public place for others to see. Yeah. Look, hey, that's my grandpappy's bones over there. These bones. Hey, come look. Come look at these bones. <laughs> like, no. Why am I doing that? My phone's getting real hot. <laughs> oh no. Let me close out everything. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't like cemeteries either. I just feel like I feel like it's a, a giant waste of fucking space. Yeah. In the middle of everything we're fucking doing. Yep. <laughs> And I, I'll be if like I, I have no problem. I'll go. I go and hang out at the cemetery when I was in high school and stuff, doing that kind of thing. You're edgy. So I was sitting there making out and making out in the cemetery kind of thing. But um, nice. like no, I didn't like cemeteries. If any are goth fine. girls that want to make out in a cemetery, please, <laughs> I'll take the risk. No, he's afraid. Don't listen. Don't don't listen. I will to him. be afraid, but you can hold me with your <laughs> with your strong, strong goth arms. <laughs> um. All right, back to this. Oh, I also found out my dad listens to this sometimes. Oh, yeah? So, uh-oh. <laughs> that was a fun conversation. Uh, um, other people have also claimed that after lying in the grass, they have found it incredibly difficult to get up, feeling as if unseen forces had been restraining them, to the, them to the ground. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Um, and now we've got, we got, one, we got a specific ghost story. Okay. This is coming from uh, Lee Cook, and he lived here somewhere. Uh, he he lived in an apartment building across the street from the cemetery in two thousand, or across from the park in two thousand five. Okay. Uh, he lived across the street and worked blocks away from the from the park, and had always heard stories about it. And I'm going to go into his his word for word story that he submitted. One night, my friend Ruben and I had decided to take a walk through the park. We walked across the south lawn to the pavilion where there were several skateboarders making jumps on the sides of the old fountain and other people walking about. Hell, Hell yeah, yeah, dog. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Noted uh, the skateboarders. <laughs> just like some dude who's going to see a ghost. <laughs> yep. Uh, we talked about work and other mundane things as we strolled away from the old pavilion to the rose garden where there is a natural maze of huge rose bushes. Just then, I heard a hurt. I heard a rattling chain behind us, and said, "Reuben, can you hear that?" As I looked around, he replied that he hadn't heard anything. There, I heard it again. I exclaimed as I heard the chain jingling. Still, he didn't hear it, and we could see no one. Mm-hmm. Continuing our stroll, we moved toward the middle of the big field where it was more open, and sat down in the cool grass to smoke a cigarette. Look at this skateboarder smoking yeah. a cigarette. Moments later. We were surprised when we saw a kid riding a bicycle with a chain dangling from his pocket. He was turning circles around a thin, pale man dressed in what appeared to be a shredded hospital gown covered with blood. Oh, God. The pair moved toward us, and to say the least, we were petrified. 
As they grew closer, I saw that the pale man's jaw was broken. He approached us and asked for a smoke. As I handed him a cigarette, (laughs) he said, did you see them? Dumbfounded, I simply replied, who? The ones who did this to me. They stabbed me 15 times, the man said. Oh, God. He then lifted his sleeves to show us what looked like very steep bat stab wounds in his arms, back, and chest. Horrified, I said, shouldn't you be in the hospital? <laughs> Not a fucking worry in this man's Not heart. Not an ounce of survival instinct. Uh, you should be in the hospital, probably. Hey, do you hear that spooky, that spooky chain? No? All right. Oh, hey, hey, boy with a biking chain and thin pale man covered in blood. Yo, you want a cigarette? Sure. Here, I got here. I'll cru- I'll, I'll do the it's little crush. crush for you. Yeah, it's Camel Crush. I got you. <laughs> um, <laughs> shaking his head, he answered, they let me go because I don't have any money. <laughs> Fair. Hey, me too, ghost man. <laughs> He then warned us to watch out for them and repeatedly repeatedly stated, I'm going to get them. <laughs> when I reassured him that if we saw them, we would let him know. Yeah. The pair casually moved away into the darkness. Cool. Dude, that's a great ghost interaction. <laughs> when we could see them no longer, Ruben and I quickly ran towards my apartment as fast as we could, never looking back. <laughs> Dude, they played it so cool. That was spectacular. Yeah. Uh, that ghost has apparently continued to be seen and is now known as Slackjaw. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and that's it for Cheeseman Park. And you know what that means. It's time for the yokai. We're going on a yokai before my phone explodes. Yeah, before his phone explodes. Woo! It's down a little bit. Okay. It's not good, though. Uh, when I launch Pokemon Go now, my phone's struggling. It gets, it, it gets, it gets like I get like eight frames on Pokemon yeah. Go. Yeah, I'm back to I'm back to where I was with my last phone. Game probably hasn't been updated in a while either, has it? No, it, it makes you update. Oh, okay. you can't. Pl- it won't let you launch the game if it doesn't update. Hmm. All right, give me a letter. You know this works. Yeah, we're gonna go with P. P's not on here. No, oh, no. Um, you. P U. Uh, I'm gonna go with Uabami. Okay. Oh, giant snake. Okay. Diet carnivorous. Very fond of alcohol. Fuck yeah. Gluttonous. Hell yeah. We get this snake he, drunk as fuck. He just like me for real. Uh, Uobame are enormous snurpents. It took no time. Yeah. Snurpents. Snurpents. Uh, apart from their Snurpet. incredible size. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, can you send me a Snurpet or whatever <laughs> issue it is you're having? Oh, dude, no, just send it to me on Snurpet. <laughs> I can't wait for the new social media app, Snurpet. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, dude, you're really snurping that drink up. <laughs> oh, fuck me. <laughs> 
Uh, Ubami's most notable feature is their appetite. They're okay. capable of eating things that are much larger than their bodies. Well, all snakes are. Yeah. And in quantities that seem like more than they should be able to eat. Well, that's a snake, buddy. <laughs> uh, you ever seen what you ever see a boa constrictor eat a deer? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, they're also extremely fond of drinking and cons- can consume huge quantities of sake. Like many animals, snakes are believed to have a variety of magical powers. They can shapeshift into various objects and creatures, including humans. Hmm. They can even in con- control the elements to some extent. And floods and rock slides are often attributed to Uobami. Oh. They also like to feed on people. Well, obviously. They're known to set up ambushes and assault travelers in mountain passes. Because of their size, they can easily swallow a full-grown human whole, and they often do. Have you... Uh, probably not. The movie Anaconda. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I've seen that movie, yeah. God, what a good movie. Owen Wilson just in there doing his best. Just doing his damn thing in there. It's been a long time since I've seen We it watched it. Yeah, it was on the other day, so it's, it's why it was fresh on my, my mind. I was just thinking of getting surprised by a snake. And it's like the only way I can think of that is that movie Anaconda. Yep. John Voight doing his terrible accent. I don't even know if I remember the accent. He's, might, he's like trying it. to be South American, but he doesn't have. He's just he's, some yeah. old white man. <laughs> God damn it. All right, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Apparently nice. you can you can outsmart them. If you can out drink them. Not if you want to live, buddy. <laughs> and now we're going to do what we always do. We're going to click on an image at the bottom. Yeah. Shoujo. Shoujo. Okay. Oh, those are like little... They're little guys. Drunk beach dudes. They're little drunk beach dwarves. Little furry drunk beachmen. Translation, none. Okay. Diet, omnivorous, extremely fond of sake. Hell yeah, baby. Along the mountainous coasts of Japan lives a race of intelligent sea spirits known as shoujo. They look like man-sized apes with long, shaggy red hair. This is just Bigfoot. Oh, we found a Bigfoot? They love sake? We get, we found drunk Bigfoot. We found drunk Japanese Bigfoot. I love it. I love that we found drunk Japanese Bigfoot. On accident. Shoujo spend their lives drinking large quantities of alcohol and playing in the sea and sand of secluded Fuck yeah, beaches. they're beach bums, bro. They revel in drunken silliness, singing, dancing, and enjoying life. Hell yeah. Despite their silly appearance and demeanor, they are said to be very wise. They are excellent brewers themselves and can distill a powerful brine wine from seawater. Huh. The taste of the wine def- varies depending on the imbiber. Im- I don't know. I think I think it means drinker. If he is a good person, the wine will be delicious. However, if he is a wicked person, it will taste like a foul poison. This wine may even kill him if he does not change his evil ways. Ways. Huh. Shoujo can understand human languages and even parrot a number of words. Generally peaceful, shoujo keep to themselves, preferring to remain apart from the world of mankind. 
Occasionally, there have been stories of groups of shoujo harassing sailors and ships which stray too close to their homes. These stories are rarely violent. Usually, the shoujo flee into the water oh, after spinning. They're spinning. They're spinning. Oh, it's raining. It's baby. raining. They're spinning. I just, I'm sorry. I just saw two cars spinning out on the turn. Oh, yeah. We, we were at 36 laps like five minutes ago, and we're on 37. We're not getting anywhere fast right now. There's so much. This is such a cool idea for a I do. I do love that. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Lamont's still going on. I know it's been a it's week. It's been a long day. Um, so the stories are rarely violent. Usually the shoujo flee into the water after stealing a few barrels of sake. Okay. That's it. Oh, God. wait. I want to click on this one. Okay. Ushioni. Oni, which normally means demon. Ox demon. That look like an ox demon to you? That uh, looks like a water spider with an ox head. Sure does. That's what I saw. I saw this guy fucking drifting, and then the Porsche started spinning behind. <laughs> was, there's, there's another one because there's the blue one. That was the blue one. That was, that's what, that was the one I saw. This was, oh, this, that's, yeah, there we go. And then the Porsche. And then the Porsche is doing fucking initial D back there. <laughs> the Porsche is playing fucking Mario Kart. He just got hit by a. He hit the, yeah, he's got the, the, the wheels that let you stick to any surface. And he's hey, hit one of those wrong spinners. Way, stupid. No. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That was cool as fuck. Whip it. This is so silly. Welcome to this has been the Lamont section. It has. All right, Ushioni, Ox Demon. Always carnivorous. <laughs> I don't love that. A terror from Western Japan. Ushioni is a class of monster that lives near the water. The name literally translates to Ox Demon and is refers to a number of different monsters with bovine traits. There we go. Okay. Most Ushioni resemble an ox from the head up in a demonic horror below. Yep. Fair, fair. Uh, many variations are known to exist. The body of an ox with a head like an Oni's, the head of an ox on a body like a spider's, or a cat's. That one sounds pretty cool. It does. Or even an ox head on the head of on the body of a kimono clad human. Just that's a minotaur. That's a, yeah. that's a minotaur. Uh, despite their unique and varying morphology, all Ushioni share a number of char characteristics pointing to a common origin. They are exceedingly cruel and savage. Oh. They breathe toxic poison and eat humans. Some are lurkers, attacking people who draw too close to the lairs. Other are hunters, roaming the coast, seeking prey. The cruelest Oshioni ravage the same towns over and over, inflicting terrible curses or bringing diseases. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Oshioni frequently work together in cooperation with other yokai. This is a nightmare. You found a, like an actual terror. I did. <laughs> I, found a re I found a real battle. Yeah, you found a real bad time. Cool. Well... 
I say we wrap this up. Sure thing. Because I want to go home. I want to watch. The, I want to watch, watch these, these guys drive fast out. in the race. Yeah, in the, in the dri- driving in the rain. Hey, buddy, you might want to slow down. Oh, it's not raining. We're in the pits. It looks like it's raining like in certain areas. Not all the tracks getting hit yet. Yeah, I think it's like an eight mile thing. Yeah. Huh. Well, guys, Neat. this has been my neighbor, Lamoth Mounds. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do that last time. Did we introduce the show this time? I don't think we did. Uh, no, I said this is my neighbor, Mothman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went into it. Yeah, we, yeah I'm fine. Zachary. I'm Levi. And this is my neighbor, Mothman. It is. And this week, we're going to talk about... I'm just going to do the whole episode over again. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can. At that, or no, at Mothman Podcast yes. for the show. At Baby Mothman for me personally. At Levi Carver for me, L-E-V-I-S-C-A-R-V-E-R. At Lychan underscore for Coralie, who did our artwork. Absolutely. You can watch us do this live at twitch.tv slash skeleton crew gaming, at least until Twitch dies. Yep. Kick is uh, apparently going to be paying its partners hourly. Don't tell me that. I'll put up the worst fucking content. I, ta- I can have the worst takes over there. You can. That's what they've proven. That's, that's what they've proven. That's what, that's what they're built on. And then you can get angry when people tell you that people don't want to come on your show because you've got bad takes and you yeah. keep doing bad things. Yeah. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitch, uh, Skeletal Crew Gaming, for all our streams, and I'll play some games sometime, I'm sure. Uh, you can buy merch at boardnerds.store. Boardnerds.store. We've got we've got Mothman saves, koozies, and shirts, and we've got hats with... With us on them and a Mothman on the beanie. We've got caps with Skeleton Crew Gaming logo. Got Cucks shirt. We have Cucks shirt down there in the bottom of the store. It's real old. That that's an old design. I used to I used to make a lot of designs for shirts and then rotate them in and out of the store, and then I just stopped doing that because that was a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else? You can send us an email to thatmothmanpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, man. Where you can tell us about your ghost encounters and creatures that you'd like us to look at. Yeah. That car's out there. It's out there? Yeah. Jimmy Johnson, they just switched drivers uh, oh. like 20, 30 minutes ago. Okay. I still haven't seen it once. No, yeah. Whatever. That's okay. Um, yeah. Trying to think if you've got a if you want to pay us to say things, yeah, we're open sponsorship. Yeah, sure. E- email us about it. Uh, you can. Or there, oh, I had a thing and I lost it. Your virginity? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. Got him. Fuck. Got him. <laughs> I've totally lost mine. <laughs> Has a child. <laughs> <laughs> it was immaculate conception. <laughs> My child's Jesus too. <laughs> the reckoning. <laughs> oh no. Um, I don't. I don't say it, what. Yeah, else could I don't it have know. Been? Uh, oh, uh, leave us reviews on on, on Spotify Spotify. and I, Apple Podcasts and all that. <laughs> Wherever else you listen, you guys listen to some wild places. I was looking yeah, at the you analytics. Really do. You're all over the place. I don't understand what you guys are doing at all, but keep it up. If you work in a small country 
if you work in a small country, if you live in a small country and you think that uh, you could talk your government into getting us out there, let us know. We'll come. Yeah. We'll do a roadshow. I need a passport. Yeah, I do too. And it's good. I, it can only be for like a weekend. Yeah, I don't have time. Oh, yeah, I got a full time job. Yeah, I got a full time job. Yeah, you got a full time job and a kid. Yeah, you got more going on than I do. So it'd have to be like a Friday at like yeah. seven to like Sunday at like seven thing. <laughs> so we can get like a, a solid day yeah, out a solid there. Day in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, maybe a day and a half, depending on how far the flight is. Yeah, true. Well, you guys are going to be responsible for paying for the flight. Obviously, and, obviously, yeah, yeah, we're not going to pay for it. No, it's, it's crazy. No. I say this, we're going to get like an email in two weeks from some fucking country no one's ever heard yeah. of. And it's just going to be two plane tickets in our email somehow. In a currency that we've never seen. Can't find. Can't, there's no conversion rate. We're like, I don't even know what this is. God damn it. I can't wait. Please do. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for watching. Go watch Lamont if you're here with Parts us. Parts of the track's wet. It is. And these people are spinning. I feel like the NASCAR has a, a good good advantage, advantage in that. Yeah. Right? All right. Thank you guys so much. I might get into watching fucking racing after after uh, I won't. No. I'll watch a good chunk of this today, maybe. Yeah, I'll probably just kinda have it on in the background, but Alright. Bye everyone. Bye guys. Are we can play are we playing games today? Sure. What you wanna play?